Well, hello everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of the Path Podcast. Uh, this is going to be our season finale of season one, so we're so thankful you're joining us. My name is Derek, and I am Jason, <laughs> and we are uh, walking along the path with you, and um, that path is the path of Jesus Christ, and really this this whole thing started off 19 weeks ago Yeah, uh, with us trying to, to help people to make Jesus' path intersect with their path and so you know how, how do we answering the question how does Jesus's path uh, to the cross in particular affect our path and we extended that season just mm-hmm. with the the crisis we've been in the pandemic and yeah. so we um, we did uh, the second series arise and go which really ended up being a great way to say hey how do we flesh this out now so we yeah. looked at the path of Jesus how do we continue fl- fleshing that out so um, this is, um, do you have like your favorite moment or anything from this season? Yeah, so um, there's a couple of things. The first one that pops into my mind is uh, when you sneezed right in the middle of the podcast. That was great. <laughs> it was a great moment. No, yeah. um, funny, funny. But um, that's going to be in a blooper reel, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, we yeah. can put that, put that together and make that happen. Um, there's, lots, there's lots of blooper reel material that has come out in the last few weeks. But um, I. It, it's crazy. There's lots of little things that um, you know. Even as even as we prepare for this each week, there's still moments where um, it, it's it's a it's a weird sensation for me almost, just because I'm you know I'm typically hosting and and yet I'm listening to you as my pastor preached me, and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's a good thought, dude. Like I hadn't thought about that. Like stuff that'll come out just like in the moment as, as we're talking through things and. Um, it, I, I think that's probably been the most exciting thing for me over the last, um, you know, how, how many, that's like almost five months now that we've been yeah. doing this, uh, of just the, the stuff that I've learned as I've gone through this, passages that I've read countless times and, um, and still God is speaking to me through it, which mm-hmm. has been, I, th- I think, a, an unexpected byproduct for me. You know, you go into things thinking... Uh, you know, I'm going to try to help people with this and hopefully people will learn and then you end up getting something out of it that you yeah. didn't even anticipate, which has been really cool for me. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, a lot of times <laughs> those things like just hit you in the moment because like yeah. uh, we we prep before we come into any podcast mm-hmm. meeting. It's not like we just start Cold. and like recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we've already talked about it and then it's crazy. Like what we talked about, and it's like this aha moment as yeah. we're talking even more, right. uh, even in the podcast. Yeah, I would say my favorite podcast probably is the the May May the Fourth one. Yeah, it's it's actually the one we did we recorded on May the Fourth. If yeah. we had enough forethought, we <laughs> right. would have recorded that to air on May fourth, right. but it isn't. But you know, it's just fun to you know to uh, do the crazy Zoom backgrounds. It was fun. Yeah, but, yeah, I would say I'm I'm I have pleasantly enjoyed this I, I think it's helped me even in preparing my own messages yeah. or preparing um, family discussion guys that we started doing uh, with this mm-hmm. most recent series it, it just helps you to think in so many facets my prayer my hope and you know who knows if we'll ever even know right. the fruit of this but my prayer and hope is that it um you know, causes people to kind of digest this throughout the whole week. It's mm-hmm. not just like a one and done thing yeah. on a Sunday morning, but it's something we digest in the entire time. But we've we've had that opportunity because yeah. you know uh, we've we're doing our own preparation, 
we're preparing together. Uh, then we then we actually record the podcast, and then you know then I get the opportunity to preach it. Yeah, and then we do a recap. Yeah, of that week and say, okay, what went well, what needed to change, and trying to yeah. learn all. Along. Well, and that's even that's even kind of how this whole idea kind of started because we would do those recaps on Monday mornings. And it's like, hey, this, this we should record this. That's yes. some good conversation yes. here, man. Yeah. Like, there's some good stuff going on. Yeah, we need this about. to last in perpetuity. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, good. Well, so you may have already caught on that I'm the host today. That's right. And so uh, that is unfortunately <clears throat> I'm nervous reason. about. Like, my my heart's racing right now. I'm nervous bit, too, so. man. I. I I uh, I like you being the host better than me, but I enjoy it because today um, you had just heard Jason preach through this passage, mm-hmm. and so um, you know what I'm I'm thankful for as uh, the lead pastor of Lafayette First Baptist Church is to be able to have, um, of course, multiple staff members um, speaking into uh, everything. Yeah, but in particular, I'm I'm thankful God brought you. Almost like we're getting close to a year ago. Yeah, it's almost been a year. It's yeah, crazy. yeah. And so I'm thankful that he he uh, allowed our pass across because I mean I think you know and I'm not just trying to blow smoke here because <laughs> it's uh, public or publicized, but I, I I'm thankful God brought you and your family to us mm. uh, for many reasons, and one of those is that um, you know you you enjoy preaching. You feel like God's called you to have those opportunities and yeah. and speak in that way. So you're not just like uh, you know, a music guy. You're an actual, you're an actual pastor who's helping <laughs> right. our congregation in so yeah. many ways, and so I love that. I love that we're we're all getting to speak into this and um, bring our own perspective from God's word and yeah. and uh, and our our own experiences and connections. And and really, I think I think the message that you um, are preaching in this series really lines up in a lot of ways with some of your own. Things that you faced, yeah. and, and we've planned this several weeks and months ago, and right. didn't even think about that, you yeah. know. But but I think it really lines up well, and so I'm, right. I'm thankful uh, to be the host today and yeah. uh, grill you a little bit. So yeah, well, I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity to. Uh, I'm, I'm appreciative of a pastor who's not afraid to share that platform because I, I I know how you know how important it is to to carry leadership and. Um, so I'm I'm thankful that you you are not a uh, a stingy pastor with your time out there, um, and it, that's just because God has called me to be a worship pastor and not just yeah. the song guy. And and so I'm I'm grateful to to be able to have that opportunity. Yeah, man, I'm 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 thankful that you have that skill set and that we you know can tap into that. I think it's going to make the whole thing richer and. Mm. And help more helpful, you know. Sometimes you need to hear other voices, man. Sure. You know? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't in any way try to kid myself and think like <laughs> I'm the best voice uh, for people to hear. No, I mean, yeah. God has called me to this. That's why I do it. But yeah. I'm like, <laughs> right. Maybe somebody else needs to talk about this for a while <laughs> because I'm sure that sure. you know. Uh, I feel like sometimes my uh, knowledge and breadth of understanding kind of gets to its limits, you know. So I'm I'm thankful for that. Yeah. So, um, it's interesting enough that, um, you know, we kind of had this thought about this podcast, and we yeah. already talked a little bit about that, how that came into being and that kind of thing. But uh, we, we we did it around a particular sermon series called The mm-hmm. Path. Yeah. Uh, a great deal of that sermon series was about the path of peace, mm-hmm. right? And all this is taking place incrementally 
before something was going to happen that we had no clue yeah. was coming and uh, would leave us where we're where we started this thing and now where we're ending it. You know, yeah. we're we're still um, in in a pan in a pandemic. We're mm-hmm. thank God at this time near the end of that, yeah. and uh, particularly in Georgia, the numbers of those things are are, are coming down. Yeah, and uh, thankfully uh, we. We know some folks uh, connected to our congregation and family members and those kind of things that have had it, but thank, mm-hmm. thankfully, praise God, uh, the ones we know have come through. Yeah. So we're, we're thankful for that. But, uh, and I say all that to say is that, you know, God put this on our heart and it orchestrated it, you know, you know, in some ways we just thought it'd be fun and exciting. Of course, we you know knew it would be something that could serve the church. Yeah. But I know it served my heart and all this. I think it served the church in, in a way that's ways we could never have imagined. But right. God put those things together to help us realize his path really does change our life and change yeah. our path. Yeah. It's it's funny that you bring that up because um, it's that that's where we're going to end up today, mm-hmm. I think, in the all in all of this is that um, it, it's almost like God's in control of everything. Yeah. Almost like that. Um, that's a joke. I hope you hear that, the, sarcast, the sarcasm in my voice. But, yeah, he, he is in control of all of that. I mean, we had no way of knowing when mm-hmm. we started this where we would be at the end. And um, and, and I think it's been really cool to see, um, number one, how Scripture, as we've just walked through Scripture, how it speaks to everything that we've experienced mm-hmm. um, along this path that mm-hmm. we're on. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to say to kind of sum up that whole... You know, from where we began to this to this moment. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, we we obviously started this podcast with this idea of the path that we were watching uh, Jesus through the Book of John walk the path toward the cross, mm-hmm. um, and that was really sort of the driving force initially. Um, but that that idea has staying power, I think, mm-hmm. because we're on a path now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we we've looked at Jesus's path and us as followers of Jesus are on this path as well. Um, and, and we've seen that transition from, okay, here was the path that Jesus took and the, the way of obedience that he walked to the cross. So now using that as an example, here's how we now begin on that path in obedience as well. And we've looked, uh, made the transition from John to the book of Jonah. Uh, and, and we'll end up today with, again, as, as we sort of mentioned last week, one, one of the oddest chapters in all of scripture uh of of how <laughs> of how we we are left with a with a choice that mm-hmm. we have to make um and and so i'm excited about looking at where this um this section of the path ends kind of for a moment and you know we'll take a break for a little while and then we'll come back but we'll still be on the path mm-hmm. and, and we'll still be looking at how um how the path that jesus took still impacts us every single day right. for the rest of our lives until we're at home in glory mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. we're on this path and, it, and it's having an effect on us and so um so yeah it, it's been it's been so weird <laughs> to be completely honest with you uh of going through uh, you know i don't know about you but I, i've never lived through a pandemic before um and it's been interesting to say the least mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time it's also been so comforting to see how scripture and god speak into that yep. in the midst of what was really a chaotic situation for mm-hmm. several weeks and is still to some extent a little bit chaotic but um but yeah it's it's been interesting to see to see all of that how everything affects everything else absolutely
So let's just jump in. Let's read this yeah. passage of Scripture, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on here. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So Jonah chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. Jonah was greatly displeased and became furious. He prayed to the Lord, Please, Lord, isn't this what I thought while I was still in my own country? That's why I fled toward Tarshish in the first place. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger, abounding in faithful love, and one who relents from sending disaster. And now, Lord, take my life from me, for it's better for me to die than to live. The Lord asked, Is it right for you to be angry? Jonah left the city and found a place east of it. He made himself a shelter there and sat in its shade to see what would happen to the city. And the Lord God appointed a plant and it grew over Jonah to provide shade for his head to rescue him from his trouble. And Jonah was greatly pleased with the plant. When dawn came the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant and it withered. As the sun was rising, God appointed a scorching east wind. The sun beat down on Jonah's head so much that he almost fainted and he wanted to die. He said, it's better for me to die than to live. And then God asked Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? Hmm. Yes, it's right, he replied. I'm angry enough to die. So the Lord said, you cared about the plant which you did not labor over and did not grow. It appeared in a night and perished in a night. But may I not care about the great city of Nineveh, which has more than 120,000 people who cannot distinguish between their right and their left, as well as many animals. Hmm. So, again, this is very interesting. Yeah. Close to uh, an entire book. I mean, if you take all the chapters and all the books of the Bible, this is very interesting compared to others um not necessarily what you would expect really right um beginning with that first line jonah was greatly displeased okay and that that would be enough right yeah but then like he became furious right and and god's question to him is is it all right is it okay is it right for you to be angry he says so talk a little bit about that i mean is it okay to be upset with god i mean what what's going on here with jonah and how does that apply to our life yeah, so so I kind of view chapter four as like the the layers of the onion start to mm-hmm. expand here, and there, there's so many different things that we could talk about. But um, first off, I, I don't think that God is ever um, taken off guard or derailed by our anger. Um, that that's placing way too much um, power in our own hands if we mm-hmm. think that we could derail God by that. H- however, I, I think that God. I think God welcomes our anger and and He accepts our questions, um, because if not, then where where else where could we go um, if if we couldn't ask God questions? Now, there's a difference between I think what we see here in Jonah and legitimately seeking the Lord for answers. That that's two different things because Jonah here is angry, and you really see Jonah's heart fully exposed mm-hmm. uh, in this chapter of where where he actually is and in, in all of this. Um, and all the whole situation. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, but as far as us, I, I think God welcomes our questions because um, you and I have a very finite field of vision. We can't see everything. We don't know everything that's going on. We don't see the whole big picture all the time. And God does. Now, going to God in anger and be like, God, you've got to help me understand what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, that does not mean immediately necessarily that you're going to get answers that you're looking for. Um, I, I can think 
to my own life of, of situations where I have said out loud to the Lord, what the heck is going on here? Um, because it, it, <laughs> there were situations where I had no other words other than what in the stinking world is happening here, God. You've got to help me understand. Um, and God is not thrown off by that. God does. I don't. I don't think that God sits in heaven and goes, "How dare you?" God didn't smite you, so because you, you're right here. Yeah, he did. He did not smite me. He did not say, "How dare you ask me a question and throw a lightning bolt and strike me down?" That's right. Um, that's not how God works. I, I think that God, um, God, God knows us better than we know ourselves, mm-hmm. and so He knows that we're going to ask questions before we even ask them. And so, I, I think for us to. I think it's good for us to go to God when we're upset, when we're uh, things did not necessarily go the way we wanted them to, or when we are bewildered by our situation. Uh, I think it's good for us to go to the Lord, and and even if we're angry in that moment, I think it's, I think He welcomes that. Please, please come, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, mm-hmm. um, and I'll give you rest. I think that that's that's where we have to go with our anger. Um, otherwise, we're going to end up in a place that we should never have been if we've gone to other places to find the answers to questions that we have uh, concerning things that have happened in our life. Mm-hmm. So so let's look at Jonah's life, you know, some of the things he's facing. I mean, number one, like, why is he mad? I mean, you know, it just yeah. seems odd right. to be mad about this, you know. So yeah. talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, we, we finally see it's it's like, okay, now we see why Jonah has acted the way he's acted. Yeah. Um, so, again, we, we've touched on this a couple of times, but the, the Ninevites, the, the city of Nineveh, that was like the capital city of the Assyrian Empire. The Assyrians were bad people. Like, mm-hmm. they were... They did atrocious things to their enemies. They were known for uh, burying people up to their necks and letting them be eaten by ants mm-hmm. and using human beings as torches. And it, it, they, they were horrible people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the one hand, you can understand why Jonah would be like, yeah, I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to the Ninevites, mm-hmm. um, the mortal enemies of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the thing you see here, like it starts right there in verse 2 when... when um, Jonah prays to the Lord, um, is this not, uh, this is exactly why I didn't want to come here, God. Mm-hmm. He was not afraid of failing. He was afraid of succeeding in the mm-hmm. task mm-hmm. because he knew that God, like it says there, I, God, I know that you're merciful and gracious. You're slow to anger. You're relenting from disaster. He's like, I want the Ninevites to suffer. And I knew if I came here and preached to them what you wanted me to preach, they would turn away. You'd be merciful, and here we are. And so, mm-hmm. like you can almost like you it, can feel his. You can feel anger, his yeah. anger. He's yeah. like, "This is why I didn't want to come in the first place." Yes, you know? yeah. um, is that right? No, right. John, because but at the same time, I don't think we should be so quick to dogpile on Jonah mm-hmm. because we even. Nowadays, we are very quick to accept God's grace. Mm-hmm. We are not always as quick to share God's mm-hmm. grace with other people. Um, because, I, unfortunately, I know I am guilty of, well, I'm not going to share the gospel with that person. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, just look at them. They're too far gone. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm not going over there. That's a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to go share over there. Um, and and that's so sinful and arrogant mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to approach being obedient to what God calls us to do, to think that we have 
the position to be able to say, well, this is who can receive grace, this right. is who can't receive grace. How arrogant and really stupid, if we're being honest, to think that we could do that. Um, but so we find Jonah here is angry that God did what he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we're really getting more of an expose of Jonah's heart than we are anything else. And we, we talked about this last week that, you know, yeah, there's this scene of um, the Ninevites turning from their evil ways and, and turning toward God. But this book is not really about the Ninevites. Mm-hmm. This book is about Jonah and God and mm-hmm. their relationship and how Jonah, as the prophet of God who had done some incredible things prior to the book of Jonah, um, potentially had gotten this big head of, yeah, got, God's God's lucky to have me mm-hmm, working for mm-hmm. him. Uh, and Jonah has to go through this process of events for God to say, hey, listen, um, this is not what you think it is, Jonah. Um, I've empowered you to do these things. I've called you to do these things. And I need you to understand that I'm still the one in control here, not you. Um, and so Jonah, in his anger is now instead of saying, you know what, you're right, God, I'm sorry, let me repent of my anger. He says, you know what, just kill me, please. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I, I, I would rather die than to have to continue to be obedient to you and for you to continue to try to teach me this lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonah's really gone off the deep end here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's, he has made a jump uh, in anger uh, that is so selfish. It's so... Um, self-righteous it's it fails to recognize what god's trying to teach him god god is still being very gracious and merciful to jonah Mm -hmm. in this moment uh on top of being gracious and merciful to the ninevites um but jonah is just not seeing it because he's his vision is so clouded by his anger that he's not seeing what god's trying Mm -hmm. to do here yeah it's interesting he the the language he uses early on there yeah is similar to like what many of the psalmists wrote to praise God. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're slow to anger. Right, you're, yeah, that's straight out of the book of Psalms, yeah. You're abounding in, in love. Yeah, Psalm 145. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is, it's, it's you know, this this phrase that was used to praise God is, Jonah's using it to condemn God, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's bizarre, you know? Yeah, very bizarre, And here he yeah. is, he, he's God's, He's God's man. You know, it's almost it's, it's almost like Jonah is taking advantage of the goodness of God, yeah, right? Absolutely. For his own whole heart and soul, right? He's like, look, I know you're. I knew all these things about you. Mm-hmm. I knew you would be compassionate, and kind of. I knew that you would turn your uh, evil uh, or turn away from their evil. You know, yeah. I knew that if they turned from their evil, that you turned your uh, disaster away from them. Yeah. yeah. I knew all this stuff would happen. So it's almost like he's he's like saying. You know, and I know that's the way you're going to be with me, so I can say and do whatever I want right. to you. And it's 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 very odd, you know, very odd. And then to the point that he'd be willing just to die, you know, yeah. just take me now, you know. Yeah. Like, what's it? I mean, if if he were to die, what would you expect? Like being welcome into heaven, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that, <laughs> I, all I can do is presume, but I can imagine it, it's almost like because you you get this, um, and this is my crazy mind conjecturing and, and personifying things that I see. And and um, when I read through Scripture, a lot of times I uh, I add intonation that you mm-hmm. don't get or inflection that you don't get. And it's almost like you hear God saying over and over in this chapter, is, is, it, this, is, is this really what you want to do, Jonah? Like, yeah. are you sure that after everything that's happened over the last few days, this is how you want to act? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, for him, <laughs> if God were to just take him out and you'd get to, you know, he gets to heaven, he's like, so, um, 
Jonah, is this what you wanted? I think right? he. Like, I think he like the <laughs> the vision I have of him is like this pouty teenager. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not that I know exactly what that's like. Wow. Yeah, sure, <laughs> I'm getting there. You're, you've heard people, but right? yeah, yeah. And so, it's like you know, it's like he gets to heaven and he like stomps to his mansion. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll just go over here and, <laughs> sit and he in glory forever. Sits yeah. in his room, you know, and pouts yeah. about it. Right. Well, because really, that's that's what he does here. I mean, he is pouting. He yeah. goes to the pinnacle. Talk a little bit about that. Like, yeah. What happens? So, the... at a moment when, so at the end of chapter three. The Ninevites have turned from the king all the way down to the lowest animal. They have turned from their evil ways, and they are following God, and God has relented of this disaster. And at a moment when Jonah, the prophet of God, should be there helping those people follow after God, he says, you know what? Forget this, man. And he goes and sits outside of the city, and he pouts. He builds a booth for himself, and he sits there, and he's like, I I stinking knew he was going to do it. I knew he was going to do it. That's why I didn't want to come in the first place. And it's so petty and it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so childish the 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 action that he takes and yet in the midst of it god still shows him mercy because he makes this plant grow to mm-hmm. say hey you're sitting out here in the middle of the desert and it's hot out here man here here's a plant i love you jonah mm-hmm. even though you're being a turd right now yeah. for lack of a better term i still love you jonah yeah. um and and let me show you that uh and yet the, god's still trying to teach him a lesson yes yeah because so this plant grows up and jonah says Jonah, Jonah gets, uh, what does it say he, in verse 6? Uh, so Jonah was exceedingly glad because mm-hmm. of the plant. Mm-hmm. After he had been exceedingly angry yeah. at the beginning because yeah. God did what he said he was going to do to for the Ninevites. But now I think, again, you're seeing that example of Jonah's heart that, oh, I'm so glad when God does things for me, but I'm mm-hmm. angry when he does yeah. things for others. Jonah has missed the point here. Oh, yeah. He's gotten exactly. way off track. Um, and so God is like, okay, Jonah, let me try to help you understand what's going on here. And so he sends this worm to mm-hmm. eat the plant. plant dies, and it's, again, so hot. And Jonah's sitting out there in his booth, and there's this scorching he wind. He yeah. almost faints. And he's like, just kill me, please. Yeah. It's basically the, the scene that you see here from Jonah. And God's saying, hey, but... Did you do anything to make that plant grow? Did mm-hmm. you plant a seed and water it and make that happen? No, no, you didn't. I did that for you, Jonah. Mm-hmm. And Jonah's still like, please stop talking and just kill me. Yeah. It, it, that's that's Jonah's, that's where Jonah's at. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I, and, and God is saying, well, but like, what good does that do for you, mm-hmm. Jonah, to be mm-hmm. upset like that? And he says, you know, Jonah's like, I am angry, and I'm rightly angry. I'm angry enough to die. Like mm-hmm. I rather, I just want you to kill me, Lord, mm-hmm. because I don't want to listen to you try to teach me this lesson anymore. Just kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that I think is where we have to. This is where we get to the end of this chapter, and we have to respond. That um, one of the things that, even though it's an odd way to end, it's such a perfect literary device for us because mm-hmm. it ends with this question that must be answered if we're mm-hmm. going to apply it to our lives, um, where. You know, God says, hey, do you really do well to be angry in verse 9 there? And Jonah says, yeah, just I'm so angry, angry enough to die. To which God responds with this, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 people who do not know their right hand from their left and also much cattle or also many animals? And so... We're left with this question that we have to answer. Are we going to be okay with God doing what he says he's going to do? Um, It's really this question of God's sovereignty. That sovereignty means that God is in control of all things. And 
when we say all things, what we mean is all things. That God is in control of every bit of it, from the tiniest detail to the giant cosmic things that happen in the universe. God's in control of all of it. And are we going to be okay with that? Mm-hmm. Because if he's in control of all of it, that means he's in control of you and me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that absolutely grates against our human nature and our ego, our sinful nature to say, no, I'm the one in charge. I'm the one who makes the decisions here. I'm the one who gets to say what does and doesn't happen in my life. And yet that's not what the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. That's not That's not what scripture says that uh, Jonah would rather die than continue to be um, taught lessons by God shows that he's not okay yet with God being sovereign. Right. Uh, and so for us, we have to decide, um, are we going to be okay with God doing whatever he wants to do? Mm-hmm. Um, because if not, then we have an improper view of who God is. Uh, if not, then we have, along the way, we've gotten off track or derailed the fact that God is in control of all things, that he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, but he can only be those things if he's in control of all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can't take one without the other. You can't say, yeah, I want I want to serve a God who's super loving and gracious and merciful to me, but I don't want him to be super loving and gracious and merciful to the people that I don't like. Uh, and that's 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 where we have to we have to figure out how we're going to respond to that, um, because that's really where sort of the rubber meets the road for us. Mm-hmm. Are we going to accept God and then know that God sends us out? That, that is the Great Commission. We're sent out for Jesus tells the disciples, and therefore he tells us, go and make disciples. Teach them everything that I commanded you. Mm-hmm. So think of all the things that we talked about in uh, in the book of John, all of those lessons that, that Jesus taught, that um, I'm the vine and you're the branches, mm-hmm. that I'm the way, the truth, and the life, that um, the Holy Spirit is one who completes in love, that he is the one who is your helper. Take all of that. And share that love in, with, with other people? Uh, or are we going to say, no, I'd rather hold on to that for myself and not share that with anyone else? Because if we are, then we've, we have chosen to be disobedient. Uh, and we've, we've chosen to be sinful mm-hmm. in front of a holy God. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And some of your points made me kind of think of this as we were talking. I almost see this as kind of like, you know, like what it would be like if it was a movie, right? Mm-hmm. So if it was a movie, yeah. it would end with, you know, the... Ninevites repented or whatever, mm-hmm. and then and then it would end with Jonah saying, "God, you're a gracious, kind." You know, he, he would say those same things, but mm-hmm. he would be happy about it, right. not upset. Yeah, and happily then, ever after. Right and then we would the walk sunset. out of the movie with a tear in our eye. Yeah, and, you know, and, and but 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 I think probably never think about it again, right? Yeah. And so I think you you called it a literary, literary device. And I agree with that, mm-hmm. but it's it's really this great teaching moment, mm-hmm. right? Because what it does is it shows you life is not like that, right? Right. Yeah, uh, we don't live in a fairy tale. Rainbows and roses, right? No. Um, life is much more like what Jonah's facing. You mm-hmm. and I are much more like what, how Jonah responded. Yeah. And so, um, you know, uh, and I think you're going to share a little bit about this. Um, uh, or I think, you know, you shared a little bit about this. Um, but it's like that mirror, you yeah. know? It, it, it forces us. Yeah. To deal with our own lives and our own hearts. And, right. and that question you ask, I think, is, is great. You know, are we actually going to believe that God is who God is and mm-hmm. that God will do what God wants to do? Yeah. 
and we we don't have to be we don't have to be like you know okay well that's all it is because we can question we can ask but sure. at the end of the day it needs to be a point where we say yeah lord you're you're god you know yeah. better than i do it, in fact it's very similar to what habakkuk says yeah. you know um to to use a contrast we've been talking a lot about yeah. habakkuk as well right and so i think he gives a better response to a similar situation absolutely yeah i think that i think too that it's it's very easy for us to it's not just saying yeah god's in control of everything um because you can say that and still in your heart be upset with God, mm-hmm. just like Jonah was. Mm-hmm. Because he says, yeah, God, I, I know you're gracious. I know you're merciful. Mm-hmm. But in his heart, he's thinking, I wish you weren't gracious and merciful to these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think uh, the vast majority of our problems in life as human beings is that we have way too high a view of ourselves and way too low a view of God. Mm-hmm. That we've placed ourselves on this pedestal of, I think I've got this figured out. I think mm-hmm. I know what's going on here. Um, God, I, you know, I appreciate you offering your help, but I don't mm-hmm. need your help on this mm-hmm. one. I got this one figured out. And yet we don't. No. <laughs> we do not. We There's no way for us to have the perspective that God does mm-hmm. to be able to deal with situations the way that God would have us to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It's it's more than just saying with our lips and giving lip service to say, oh yeah, God's in control. Yeah, mm-hmm. God, God is God is God. You have to say that, and then we also have to believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where it's it's not so cut and dry. Mm-hmm. It's not always everything goes the way we want to. Because I think back in in situations in my life where I've looked and gone, yeah, God is in control, but. God, I don't, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I do not like what you're doing right here. Um, and that's where it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning, where we said that it, it's okay for us to say that to God. Mm-hmm. But it's not okay for us to say that to God and then begin to resent God for the way mm-hmm. that he acts. Right. Um, because, again, we don't have the whole picture in yeah. view. We don't have the whole perspective. And so um, the, we have this mirror that's held up in front of us here Um in at the end of, of the book of Jonah is that we have to ask, am, am I okay with God mm-hmm. doing what he says he wants to do? Um, and and am, I, am I going to be obedient to that, even if it means my discomfort for a time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that that's something we don't talk about a whole lot as the American church, is that being obedient to God at times may mean that we are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It may mean that we are doing things that we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's not about us. Mm-hmm. It's about ultimately glorifying the Lord. And so it's, that, that's a tough balance to strike, I think, especially for Western American Christians, because mm-hmm. we've been fed this line our whole life of it's all about you, like what makes you feel good, what makes mm-hmm. you happy. Um, and, and I don't think that God is this masochist who's out to punish us mm-hmm. and, and, and torture us. But at the same time, if it ultimately glorifies him more for us mm-hmm. to go through discomfort, that that's the that's the path we need to go down. Yeah. You see that in Jesus. Yeah. Jesus said, "Hey, if there's any other way, Father, let this cup pass from mm-hmm. me, but not my will, but your be done." And it's the same for us that we have to come to that point where we say, "You know, God, I would love if we could do this some other way, mm-hmm. um, but if we can't, I trust you, and I'm going to follow after you, uh, and and do what you'd have me to do." I think that's it, man. You know, we uh, we 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 need to hear that and, and apply it to our lives. Yep. Well, thanks so much mm-hmm. for leading us in this yep. way, and thank you for tuning in. Uh, we have had a blast this first season. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we're actually, uh, yeah, we're taking a break from recording, but mm-hmm. we're gonna come back. I I hope 
bigger and better yeah. uh, for the season two. Uh, we're thinking sometime in the fall for that, yeah. and uh, we'll definitely let you know uh, as soon as that is. If in the meantime, uh, as a follow-up to this um, podcast or just any suggestions or questions yeah. or anything like that, uh, we'd love to hear from you. So just let us know. We're uh, the path at LafayetteFirst.life. Yeah. And uh, we'd love to hear about it. You can follow us on our social media pages, uh, Lafayette First uh, BC uh, on Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram as well. So yeah. I'd love to check you out there. If you have any questions, you can catch us in any of those places. Well, I'm Derek. And I am Jason. And we'll see you uh, on season two. Take care. Thanks. Thanks.